You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kim Kilpatrick. Welcome to the CCB GTT National Call. Today is December the 8th, 2021. Um, I'm really happy to have. Steve Barkley and Ryan Flurry from Canadian Assistive Technology with us today. They have always been great supporters and friends of, of GTT since, since I started it. Um, as Jerry mentioned to us earlier, Jerry Chevalier from Edmonton. Uh, Steve came to Edmonton many times, four or five times once a year to promote his products and to just Steve is a real friend to our community and is very honest, Steve and Ryan, about their products and trying to help us get the best uh, accessible products we can. And I really love that about them. Also, certainly Steve has been to some of the BC groups when they were in person. And he's also assisted us um, here, just, just even letting me try things out or other people try things out. So they're They've been on many calls with us too and real friends of the program. And I really want to welcome them back to tell us what's going on at Canadian Assistive Technology. So thank you for being here, both of you, and uh, welcome. And I'm looking forward to your presentation. Well, thank you very much. Um, so um, typically the presentation at Christmas time with, uh, with Jerry's group has been all about what's new in, in assistive technology. What's new 2021 besides almost nothing? Because man, it's been a slow year. Um, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go through a, a few things that, that have changed over, over the last year. And uh, after I get through that, we can just pitch it open to, uh, to questions and answers and, and so on and so forth. So with no further ado, here's some of the new stuff that we've got going on. Uh, first off, uh, we picked up a new supplier, um, and this is a little outside of our normal range. This is a, a company called Abilia. They're out of uh, Sweden, and they manufacture a device called the, jeez, um, uh, <laughs> I've drawn a blank, Lightrider, Lightrider SL50. Uh, what it is, is it's a communication device for people who are nonverbal, for people who can't speak. And it's a super simple device. It just has uh, a keyboard on it. It's got a screen that faces user, a screen that faces away from the user, a speaker that faces away from the user. They type in what they want to say, press enter, it speaks it out for them. Um, and uh, it also has linkages through cell phones. You can do stuff through cell phones with it as well. Um, but uh, we picked that up because one of our um, one of our old clients from Aroga uh, called me up one day out of the blue and said, "Hey, would you be interested in bringing in this product?" So after after much ado, we finally did bring that in. So we're kind of experimenting in a in a different market sector than we've been uh, been dealing with in the past. So we're we're back in the augmentative communication field. Um, next up. Uh, through through the pandemic, uh, every single manufacturer has had their challenges. 
Um, and there have been just an incredible number of closures. There've been supply chain issues and uh, uh, companies, uh, some of them were completely shut down. So one of those that was shut down was Bristol Braille. Uh, the guys who make the Canute 360, a uh, uh, 40 cell by nine line uh, Braille display. Um, they are now back up and running. I have my, my first order um, shipping to me right now for them. So I will have the Canutes back in stock very shortly. And if anybody uh, wants to try out the Canute, I do have a demo uh, version of the Canute as well that can be uh, shipped around to people to, to uh, play with. Uh, clicking on the wrong screen. Uh, Hims uh, earlier in the year came out with their latest update to the Braille Sense line, the Braille Sense Six. Uh, I have now updated our demo unit uh, from the Polaris to the Braille Sense Six as well, so we have that available for people to check out. Also, uh, they have gone to Android ten on this uh, on this device, uh, uh, an eight core uh, CPU, one hundred and twenty eight gigs of internal storage, six gigs of RAM. Uh, there's an SD card slot in it. Um, it's got just absolutely bloody everything built into it. It's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, GPS, FM radio. Uh, there's USB in and out on it. It's got, there's video out on it. Um, you can hook it up to a monitor and get uh, HD resolution video out of the thing now. It's got a rear 13 megapixel camera for OCR purposes, and you could just take pictures with it, I suppose. Um, uh, it also supports external cameras, uh, like plug and play USB cameras. Uh, it's got a microphone built into it. It's got an accelerometer, a gyroscope, a magnetometer, a compass basically, but say magnetometer 10 times fast. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, they've got a year's warranty. Um, now, if anybody has a Polaris and they want to upgrade to the Braille Sense 6, they'd better do it quick because they are withdrawing the upgrade offer at the end of the year. So um, get in touch right away if you want to take advantage of upgrading a Polaris to a Braille Sense 6. Uh, Humanware. Humanware has been another one that's just been clobbered by COVID. They are out of stock on virtually everything right now. Um, in, in talking to, uh, Michelle Pepin from Humanware, he's, he's tearing his hair out. So soon he'll look like me. Um, but, uh, one thing they did come out with this year is they came out with a new large print, uh, uh magnifier, uh, called the Explore 12. It's a, it's a video magnifier and it picks up on their, on their li Explore line. So they've got an Explore 5 and Explore 8. And there's that guy calling. I'm going to have to block that guy's number again. He's always calling outside of work hours. Um, so, um, sorry, it's a 12 inch screen. Uh, video magnifier. Uh, it's got two cameras on it. It's got um, one for distance viewing and one for close-up viewing. It comes with a little stand that you can drop it in so you can put documents underneath it and it holds, holds it up at a, at a nice reading height. Uh, has uh, the ability to capture pictures up to a thousand, uh, three and a half hour continual use on the battery. Um, and about two hours if you're using the stand with the LED lights in the stand because the, the LED lights draw a little bit of power too. Uh, 
Another company we've been working with uh, for a while now uh, is a company called Inside Vision down in the States. Uh, they are the distributor for uh, all of the old bomb equipment. Uh, bomb, of course, went out of business a few years ago. Uh, their products got picked up by a company called Visio Braille. And uh, Visio Braille is now back to manufacturing all of the stuff that Bomb used to make, including all of their Braille displays, um, their Visio book line of, of uh, CCTVs. Um, so we've got all those things. But one other product that they were carrying uh, was this uh, French product called the Inside One. Uh, Inside One is a, a tablet. Uh, a tablet computer and uh, they've they've given braille access to it in a little bit of a different fashion so they've got a 32 cell braille display on the front of it like you'd see on most braille note takers but instead of a keyboard what they did is they took the glass of the tablet and they etched the keyboard into it so you can feel these little indentations where all the keys are and you you literally braille directly onto the onto the screen of it um so we're, we're playing with it right now. They, they've got a model out right now, which is a, um, a quad core um, Z8350 processor. Uh, it's only got four gigs of RAM. Uh, it's got uh, um, a 128 gig uh micro SD card for storage. Um, it really, you know, when you're talking about a $7,000 Braille note taker, um, you expect a little more heft to it. Um, so they're going to be coming out with a new model. It was supposed to be out by the end of this year, but of course COVID delayed everything. And uh, it's now looking like it's going to be released for um, CSUN in March. Um, I don't have the specs of that new unit yet, but as soon as it comes in, we'll have a look at it and, and uh, see if it's worthwhile. The thing that's really nice about it is it is a Windows tablet. So it's the only Braille note taker out there or all in one Braille note taker that is based on Windows, which is, which is pretty nice. Right. I just want to add it is Windows 10 and it does come with NVDA preloaded and JAWS, but with JAWS, you need your authorization number if you want to use JAWS as your screen reader. But NVDA is ready to go right out of the box. Beauty. Uh, all right. Uh, new product came down the pipe this year from Iris Vision. Um, Iris Vision, of course, has had the Iris Vision glasses for, for quite some time. I, I know I saw Dave uh, Magius on the, uh, on the call here, who's a, a proud owner of one of them. Um, they've done this one a little bit differently from the original um, Iris Vision. So the original Iris Vision was a cell phone that was mounted into a virtual reality headset, um, and you wore the whole thing on the front of front of your head. A uh, little bit heavy, uh, you know, with with all the weight up front. Um, this one, what they've done is they've taken the cell phone and they've tethered it by a cable to a headset, and the new headset has just basically the camera and the controls on it. Um, but the main work is being done by the, the, uh, the cell phone that's probably sitting in your pocket. And there's also a handheld remote control. Um, now they haven't released this anywhere other than in the US right now. It's called the Iris Vision Inspire. Um, they will probably be releasing it next year to the rest of the world. Uh, but they wanted to kind of shake the bugs out in the American market first. Um, there's a couple things that are interesting in it. Uh, the weight is, is certainly interesting. It's 172 grams. Um, so, you know, really, really light. Um, 
the it looks like the field of view should be comparable to the um, the the current iris vision product, which is about thirty five degrees per eye, which is um, about the widest that you'll see on any any head worn low vision device. Um, but the uninspiring thing that I've seen from it so far is the battery life on it is only like two hours, which a lot of people are going to want more than that. And uh, they don't seem to have any way of powering it with external power because they're already socketed into the phone to connect the headset. So unless they find some way around that, um, I think they're going to lose some interest just because of the really, really short battery life on it. Uh, our main large print keyboard supplier, Logic Keyboard, has come out with a few new models of keyboards as well. Um, they have come out with two Braille keyboards, uh, which is which is interesting. They're, they're QWERTY keyboards, but they have Braille, uh, raised Braille lettering on the keys. Um, I guess they're viewing this as being kind of a training aid for, uh, for people who are Braille literate, but learning to touch type. Um, so you, you've got one that's just Braille, you've got one that's large print and Braille, um, and uh, they're based on their um, uh, Nero keyboards, which are a very nice large print keyboard. Um, they've got a couple of USB ports in the side, so you can put lights into them as well to shine down on the keyboards. They're, 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 they're a very nice keyboard. All of the keyboards that Logic Key makes are, are quite nice. Uh, other models they've come out with this year is they've come out with a, uh, a Mac version of their Astra keyboard. Um, I love the Astra keyboard. Um, I actually, the first one that I brought in is now permanently attached to my computer because I'm not giving it back. Um, it's a really nice backlit keyboard. It's got a really nice feel to it. Uh, again, large, large print on it as well. So large print backlit and nice key feel. I like it. Um, so they didn't have a Mac version previously. They do now, but they also have two USB ports in the, in the back of the keyboard as well for, for expansion. And then uh, the other keyboards they came out with this year are um, their Bluetooth keyboards. Um, they always had a Mac version of their Bluetooth keyboards uh, and they did work on, on PCs. It's just that they had the Mac keys on them. Um, so they've now come out with a proper PC version of that mini Bluetooth keyboard and uh, it's available in white on black, black on white and black on yellow. Uh, do, 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 do. uh, low vision international. We've been, we've been dealing their products from, from the outset. Um, and, uh, they have come up with something really different from anything else that's being offered on the market right now. Um, they came out with a, uh, large print system that is, uh, built to be mounted in, in rooms where presentations are being done. So, uh, the idea is that when somebody comes into a presentation, all they need to do is just connect their computer and software to that camera uh, remotely through through uh, Wi-Fi. And uh, then they use the MagnaLink uh, software and they'll be able to steer the camera through the software. They'll be able to zoom in, zoom out, capture, um, do OCR on text, um, uh, there's also a, a frame grabber utility. So if there's a, a, a whiteboard at the beginning of the room, uh, at the front of the room, rather, um, you can capture information off the whiteboard and have it transferred into the software as well. 
Um, so there's three different camera systems that are part of this. There's the, uh, these are all called the Magnalink Air. Uh, so there's the Magnalink Air Uno, which is a single camera system, which can do both documents and distance. And these things, this mounts into the roof. You, you mount it into the roof of the presentation space and it's, it's looking down and you can just uh, zoom in on, on either close up or distance with it. Then there's the Magnalink Air Duo, again, which is mounted to the roof. Um, it's a two camera system. So it's got one camera that's specifically focused downwards to look at documents and then a second camera, which is uh, there for the distance viewing so they can be controlled independently. And then they've also got the Magnalink Air Distance, which is just a wired distance camera. So a lot of people don't need um, uh, their text to be magnified, they can do that on their computer themselves when they're in a presentation, um, but they might want distance viewing uh, through it. So really unique, uh, different different take on, on a CCTV. Um, pretty narrow market, I would guess. Um, you know, I, I don't know a lot of places where they would pony up to have a, a permanently mounted uh, CCTV in a specific room, but there probably are usage scenarios and, you know, places like colleges, universities, maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, facilities in, in communities. Um, so there, it, it, it's an interesting product. Um, it, I think it's going to need to find its market space. So, uh, Orbit, Orbit Research, they released the Orbit Reader 40 and it's been hit and miss. Um, we went through uh, four, four units uh, and all of them had cell problems. Uh, they all had to get sent back to Orbit and they uh, replaced the displays in them and they're on their way back right now. Um, but uh, I've also... Um, uh, been talking to them about setting up service in Canada for these because shipping, shipping these things back and forth is, is just redonkulous. Um, we haven't had as many problems with the 20. The 20 has been pretty solid. Uh, we have one customer who recently reported that she's got a dot that's stuck down. And uh, if I can get the repair kit, I'll, I'll be able to fix that locally rather than have to ship it away. But um, yeah, the, the, the orbits are nice because they're they're super cheap. They make really nice braille. Um, they they work with most uh, most things that are out there. But reliability wise, right now, mm, finding them a little spotty. Um, but uh, you know, for a device that's about half the price of a lot of the other braille displays that are out there, you know, maybe you make some compromises. Maybe you have a device that needs to be fixed a little more often than others, but. It's, uh, it's one of those things that you're going to kind of have to juggle and decide, you know, is it, is it worth buying the cheaper unit or not? So, uh, and then we picked up another product line. And again, this is outside of what we've typically been being doing. Um, this is a company called Praetorian in um, uh, the UK and they make all kinds of different access technologies for physical access to computers, to tablets, to games. Um, they do a lot of switch controllers, alternative joysticks, alternative mice, uh, game controllers, you know, uh, different ways of plugging in switches to get, uh, to get into games and so forth. So again, it's a different area. We're kind of expanding out, having some other offerings to, you know, maybe just cast a little bit wider net than we, than we have been traditionally. 
Last but not least, as you may have heard, uh, they have finally released the uh, annual uh, licenses for JAWS, ZoomText, and Fusion. You can now get all three of those programs on a subscription basis. Uh, so um, it, uh, it's not something that we can offer. It's something that's done direct through, through them. Um, so in Canada, you would contact uh, the, the main Vispero office for Canada is Optelec in Montreal. Um, but uh, you can get uh, JAWS for $95 a year. Uh, that's, I should also mention that's US dollars. Uh, you can get ZoomText for $85 a year. And you can get uh, Fusion for $170 a year. Um, now, when you sit down and you look at that annual cost versus the cost to upgrade, if you are, if you're one version back and you want to upgrade to the current version, you're looking at $165 Canadian. If you want to add an SMA to that, you're looking at another $165 Canadian. So there you're, you're sitting at what, $330 uh, versus uh, a JAWS license at $95 a year. Um, so, you know, again, this is one of those things where you'll, you'll have to do the math yourself and see what's, what's in your best interest. But, uh, I think that anybody who's got a JAWS that's three versions back, um, they should, they should definitely be looking at the annual license rather than, than buying the upgrade. Um, and, you know, they can still hang on to their old license and upgrade it in the future if they want to, but, uh, short term, it's probably cheaper to get the, get the subscription. So and with that though, just a, just a caveat there's yeah. if, if they get the annual license though, support comes from Optelec, correct? Yes. Yeah. It comes from, well, it comes from freedom. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we would not be offering tech support on that product correct. on the annual license. Right. That is correct. A little, an, another one, humanware product that, you know, we don't talk about a whole lot is the Mantis Q40. Oh, that's right. Which is yeah. not necessarily new, but it may be new to the crowd. Yeah, that could be. Why don't you tell us about it, Ryan? So the Mantis Q40 is basically a laptop QWERTY keyboard with a 40 cell braille display down at the bottom of it. It has, actually have it in front of me here, uh, 15 hours of rechargeable battery. The battery is replaceable. 16 gigabytes of internal storage, SD card slots and USB ports as well. Comes with a file manager, clock, date and time, calculator for basic mathematical calculations, book reader to download books and read them in Braille, uh, basic editor. So it's very similar, I think, to the Q Braille from Hims, um, but this is a QWERTY keyboard from Humanware. I think it was developed in cooperation with APH, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about all I have to tell you guys. It's uh, it's been a slow year. Uh, you know, between the component shortages and shutdowns and uh, everything else, manufacturers just have not been able to push out a lot of new stuff or get new stuff developed and tested and out to market. Um, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty static, all all things told. Was and I just wanted to let people know that Humanware is discontinuing the Brilliant fourteen. Yes, um, it's yes, that's now right. gone. Yeah. Um, so just so that people know if they 
have one, it's probably, it's not going to be updated anymore. It hasn't been updated for quite some time, I don't think, but it won't be updated anymore. And there will be no more Brilliant 14s from them. Steve and Ryan, I wanted to come back to the humanware uh, Braille display. Number one, I'm extremely happy with the BI40X that I have through you. Excellent. It, 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 it's a product, I think, that, you know, while we talked a minute ago about the BI14 not being uh, continued, uh, it's really exciting, I think, to see what the BI40X and the BI20X are potentially going to deliver. And it, it, they're, they're, they're Braille displays that are certainly adding more features. And uh, one of the things certainly in dealing with, uh, with some of the people involved is that they really seem to have a, a long-term ahead in terms of a future. I would think we're gonna get five to 10 years as this display series uh, evolves. And I think one of the things that really highlights and especially for people like me who are Mac users, the fact that we can upgrade these systems directly from humanware and their process make that a really good option for people who want Braille displays to look at. Thanks a lot, guys. Great feedback. Thanks, Leo. I had a question about the... Um, uh, ah, I lost it. The multi-line Braille display, the Canute. I <laughs> love the Canute. Um, I loved it so much when I tested it, but... I know that they've been talking for a long time about having it get access to it to a computer because I don't think I'd ever buy one unless it had access to a computer because I would want to use it for spreadsheets, et cetera, those types of things. Is there, do you know anything? Are they working on that? Is that something that, whether you know that's in the pipeline or isn't in the pipeline for that device? The, the last thing I heard on that front was that they were working to have an NVDA driver. Um, but uh, where that's at right now, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they, their office was shut for almost a year. Um, so I think that set them back a, a fair bit. Yeah, I imagine. Well, I remember them saying that they couldn't allow people in to work on them. So that was one thing besides the parts, right? Yeah. People weren't yeah. allowed to be in there. And that's probably the case with some, a lot of companies that people weren't allowed in oh, yeah. to actually work on them. Well, I, I heard from uh, Cornelio out in Montreal that uh, apparently the, uh, the, the facility in, in Holland that builds the uh, focus displays they had a COVID outbreak and 13 out of 18 people there had COVID. So that, that it was all shut down for a while too. So they're wow. playing catch up. They're, they're hoping to be, uh, be able to fill their back orders by the end of the year now. That's, we didn't, we don't think of that. Um, you know, that they're also working in very close quarters and small places, maybe and building these displays. So, yeah, wow. That's something. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. 
and you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com.